Joe, I'll start with your roots. What's your earliest Gaelic football memory, would you say, when you think back as a kid? Well, uh, possibly I can remember when I was obviously under 10, starting out my so-called football journey, going up to Sintra to start, you know, the under 10 team. And obviously my father's you know, love for sport and my auntie and uncle's love for sport. Uh, it was the start of things, things to come. And obviously I just got a, a graph of the, the GA from then on in. And, you know, obviously being in Killybegs at the time in the early, late 80s, early 90s, the success of Killybegs, it wasn't hard to fall into the trap of loving J and Gilly football. And it all, all led from there, like, you know. So there was no escape from football, I imagine, growing up? Very little, very little. We know a lot about you as Joe McBrearty, the coach and the guy who nurtures players and gets the best out of them. I'm less familiar with Joe McBrearty, the footballer. What were you like as a player growing up? Well, I suppose, unfortunately, when I when I was born, I, I had sickness as well. It was when my first time months in Crumlin. So I, I would have been, I wouldn't have carried much weight and I would have been thin and light. And unfortunately, I was blind in my left eye. So... I really enjoyed playing football. I, I, I played a couple of senior games when I was 15, 16. And Glebegs have been short just from being around the team all the time. And, you know, obviously I loved playing football when I was, you know, a forward. And, but obviously then when I got to 18, I was advised due to my sight to, to kind of step away from playing. Hence then I wanted the next best thing, which was coaching. So that was the natural evolution for you, was it? That, that was the route I took. I just once I heard I wouldn't be able to play much, and I could tell myself, and I from not obviously having glasses playing football, that you know as I got older, eighteen, nineteen, I was finding it hard to even see down the far end of the field without glasses. So I knew that the, my time playing was coming to an end. Like. So tell me about the first team you coached or managed. Do you remember that first day of responsibility? Yeah, well, it was in through my uncle. And his, his son, and obviously when I would have helped out to them, so it would have been the Killebegs under 10s, and we put in a lot of work. There was a couple of us in the management team, and we put in a lot of work, and we were quite successful at under 10 level, and we progressed at under 12s, and that team went on and won all underage championships at the time. And we, uh, we obviously came up against a very good full masters team that would have challenged us in all the county finals, and we won some, they won some, and so that would have been the team I would have started off with the whole way up through underage. And were you one of these young coaches, Joe, who hoovered up every piece of coaching information you could find, whether it was online or in books or talking to people or going to conferences? Well, well, there's a bit of both, really, I suppose. Obviously, my love for, for the GA and the coaching end of it. I, you know, and obviously, and to this day, I'm still trying to learn. You know, and I would always be looking online. Now, obviously, back in the 90s, we wouldn't have as much you know, in terms of the internet, etc. Whereas, you know, since COVID, it's unreal the amount of stuff you can get. So, but I just would have used my knowledge from watching the Killebeg team train, going to that Donegal session, and just picking up bits of other sports as well, which would have, and as I said to this day, I'm still, still doing the same to try and improve as a coach. And I'm sure you've worked with a, a lot of household names in the Gaelic football world over the years, whether in Donegal or, or, or in Dublin. You would have coached a very young Seamus Coleman, I'm guessing, I'm guessing in Killybegs. Yeah, I would have, I would have exactly. To when he would have started off, and obviously playing under ten, and again, 
came came into a very good team with a lot of good players, and we actually got to the All Ireland Fela down in Whitlow at the time, and you know they progressed, and it, it was a joy to work with players of that talent, you know. And what's your style like as a coach, Joe? How would you describe yourself? Are you are you vocal? Well, are you a guy who has the quiet word of encouragement in the ear, or is it fire and brimstone from time to time? I would say I probably mellowed over the years when I first started off. I probably would have, you know, I was then maybe had a bit of a crazy side, and I always just wanted wanted the best from my own team, and nothing else mattered, only winning. Whereas since I've got older, I've kind of mellowed it, and people have said to me, even here in Dublin, they've said they've never seen somebody so calm on the sideline in, in any situation during a game. Like, so I probably I probably learned from other coaches and other sports, etc., and obviously in GA as well. Like, just this, the main thing is keeping your head and viewing the situation as it is in front of you, and not not getting overexcited and you know shouting horns. Not going to get you anywhere. All your players they respect you more for being you know, the person that sees what's happening and what needs fixing, etc. What makes a good coach? I think somebody that, you know, number one is prepared to develop the players, you know, both on and off the field. And, and number one is being able to communicate to each and every one of them and to gain the respect of the, of the players that you have because if you don't have the respect from the players, you know, you may throw your hat at it. So it's something that I would have kind of worked on over the number of years to, to try and improve myself as a coach in terms of that aspect. And that's something you've kind of adopted as your philosophy, is it? Yes, correct. Yeah. Well, in more recent years, you've been in Dublin, of course, with St. Peregrine's. Well, I, when I came to Dublin, first of all, I would have been involved in DCU. And I would have got involved there with the fresher teams and then I progressed through the intermediate. And then I was lucky enough to get a run with the Sigerson team. And after that, then I got the GPO role at St. Margaret's at Dane's Airport for two years and then I was senior and senior manager of Fingal Ravens and their the coach of the minor team and then in the last two years now I've been involved in St. Perrigan's in Blanchestown. So you've got a fair CV of experience there Joe between Donegal Colleges and Dublin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been lucky enough over the years like I've got lucky breaks you know and I've, you know, people have obviously come looking for me and I've you know, as I said, I'm still still trying to improve and want to improve, number one, because, you know, if you think you're at the, the top end, that's when your downfall comes. So I'm, like, even lucky enough in one sense, you know, due to my illness at the minute, I've had a lot of time on my hands, so I've been upskilling myself online and reading stuff, etc., to try and improve, so that when I do get back, I can be a better coach even again. You're still a relatively young man? Yeah, no, well, Time sticking on now, unfortunately. But I still, as people say, like I look after myself, and that's the main thing. I still look probably younger than what I am. And you're undergoing treatment for cancer at the moment. How are you doing health-wise, Joe? Yeah, it's 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 been up and down. Unfortunately, like uh, I was on cycle two there four weeks ago, and unfortunately, I picked up an infection in high temperatures, so I ended up staying in for three and a half weeks. So it was just a bit of a struggle through that. But touch wood, the, the chemo seems have gone down all right. I have one more cycle left. I, I am feeling pretty weak this last two weeks from cycle three. So I am. But I, overall, I, I, like I have to say, I, I possibly from what I, I did read a lot prior to starting the treatment because my urologist had told me 
when he diagnosed me first, he said, Joe, the one thing I can say to you is you should go and read Lance Armstrong's book. And obviously that just shivered down my spine and, and a, a friend of mine got me the book and I read it. So I had a I had a good inkling into what, what I could be facing when the chemo comes. So I was very aware of the awareness of, you know, the chemo, but to touch wood to date, I, I, I haven't had too many setbacks or, you know, through the chemo on it. As I said, um, I can see the home straight is finally coming, hopefully, please God. And I go back in for the final cycle now in Monday week. Well, we wish you the very best with that treatment, Joe. And alongside that, you've been getting great support from your GAA family. St. Peregrine's of Dublin re- recently held a very successful fundraiser for you where they did a virtual trip from Dublin to Killybegs and back a couple of times in the end, as it turned out. Yeah, uh, uh, number one, I have to thank all uh, the senior team and the management and obviously the club executive and number one, the the members of the club in St. Perkins because their support to me has been unreal and you know I, I could never thank them enough for what they've done and on the day you know it was amazing the amount of people I actually got out of hospital the night before and I, I went up uh, that morning from 11 and I actually stayed to five now I probably overstayed my stay but I paid for the following day but just there were so many people and it was my way of saying thanks to everyone in St. Perkins for what they've done for me and they've been so good to me from the day one that I announced that I I would have to step away from the senior team for a while and the, the players and management, uh, the management team that I would have had this last year and this year, they said, no, Joe, your name is manager and whenever you're back, you're back. So, uh, like, I can't thank them enough between the whole club. It's been amazing and that, that Saturday was immense. It was immense. The turnout, they had only planned to do it up and down once and ended up doing it three times. So, like, uh, massive credit has to go to them and also to me, my other club, previous club, Fingal Ravens, they actually sent a representation over a 15 between the senior team and a couple of executives, etc. And who took part on the day as well. So I'm very grateful for them too because they, they were so good to me as well when I was managing out there. And now this Saturday, we have a special fundraising match at your home club in Donegal, Killybegs, Amember Memorial Park. Play for Joe at three o'clock. Yeah, again... Uh, when I got the first word of it, like obviously I was in shock because, you know, number one, when you see the names of the people that are getting involved in the game, but also to, to the people that have organised it in Killybegs, you know, and I'm very grateful for them. And I was back to Baker yesterday, and it means a lot to me. And I, I have a lot of good friends in Killybegs, obviously, over the years. And the Killybegs J means a lot to me because that's where I grew up, that's where I learned me, my J, etc., you know, between playing and coaching. And I, I you know, Every day to the big play, it's the first thing I do is look for their scores. So, you know, I'm so grateful. And unfortunately, I won't be able to make it myself on Saturday due to I have an appointment on Friday and I'm back in on Monday and I just can't take the risk of travelling up and down. But I know my family are going to be there to represent me. But I, I'm, like, I'm just blown away by, by the organisation of it. And, you know, I, I did get a message this morning saying that the game is probably going to be streamed. So that's something nice for me that I'll be able to watch it at least. Well, you'll be there in spirit, I'm sure, Joe. And to have members of the 2012 Donegal All-Ireland winning team present as well, like Paul Durkin, the McGee brothers, Eamon and Neil, and, of course, the captain, Michael Murphy, is a nice touch for you. Exactly, yeah. It means a lot to me. Like, honestly, I was lucky enough over the years to be involved in coaching some of them players as well. So, And in fairness, the majority of that team have been in regular contact with me. 
you know, asking how I'm getting on on a weekly basis. So it, it just shows that, like, you know, obviously they've been great ambassadors for Donegal, but, you know, when it comes down to it, when, when you need them most, they're always there to, you know, give you a wee bit of support. I really appreciate each and every one of them and all the people in Donegal who have contact with me. Listening to you there, Joe, you strike me as a fighter, as a passionate man, as a guy who has a positive outlook on life despite what you're going through at the moment. And I imagine the fulcrum of football helps you to be that sort of person. Yeah, definitely, because, you know, when I first was diagnosed with it, you know, I, I looked at it in two ways. I said, either tell people straight out what's going on and the support I get from them will give me the strength and the power to to fight this and you know, to drive it out of me if possible. Or I can just close the door and hide from everyone and, you know, just get myself down. So that's why the support from the GA community, not just in Donegal, Kilobags and Perrigans here, but from everyone all over the country, the, the message I've been getting was that's given me the chance just to keep going and not let this get the better of me.